Selling your car to Carvana is as easy as... As easy as pie? Sure. All you have to do is enter your license plate or VIN. As easy as a stroll in the park. Okay. Then just answer a few questions and you'll get a real offer in seconds. As easy as singing. Why not? Schedule a pickup or drop-off and Carvana will pay you that amount right on the spot. As easy as playing guitar. Actually, I find that kind of difficult. But selling your car to Carvana is as easy as... Can be. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to get an instant offer today. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Little Woman podcast. In this episode, Annabelle and I continue dissecting the chapter Sunday from Louisa May Alcott's Little Man. Little Man appeared about 10 years after the release of Little Woman, but Little Man is not just about little men. It tells about the life in Plumfield. How Joe and Friedrich run their school and how they work together as a couple and raise their children. One of the things that we have talked about in this podcast is the way Joe loves being a mom and how she loves to take care of others, both children and adults. And this is something that was very natural to Louisa. I want to read a little sequence from Anne K. Phillips' essay called Fun Forever, Toys, Games and Play in Louisa May Alcott's Little Woman. Quote, In her journals and letters, Alcott demonstrates an enthusiasm for play and a familiarity with particular kinds of entertainment similar to those of other well-known 19th century authors such as Edward Everett Hale and William Dean Owls. These authors enjoyed play, and they are all three played in similar ways despite economic, geographical, and gender differences. Each described playing circus or managerial games. Each contributed to theatricals and family newspapers. Alcott's journal entries from as early as 1843, when she would have been 10 or 11 years old, suggest that, for her, amusement stemmed from making doll clothes or playing outside, among other activities. In one off-sided entry, Alcott notes, I had a lovely time in the woods with Anna and Lizzie. We were fairies and made gowns and paper wings. I flied the highest of all. Both Little Woman and Little Men were very important books, not just within American culture, but they had very profound effect in entire world because the 19th century was the first time when childhood became more of a solid concept. Before that, people didn't pay that much attention to child's development and child psychology. All of that started in the 19th century, and that is also why we see such a rapid growth in the children's book publishing industry. This was the time when Peter Pan, Tom Sawyer, and Anne of Green Gables all of these very popular books were published. Joe's and Friedrich's school is not the most usual. It is vastly different. And in this chapter, Joe even talks about how their school diverges from other institutes. If we think about it, Plumfield is really partly a boarding school and partly an orphan house. Orphanage. They have students there who are orphans and who don't have parents, like Nat, who is one of the main characters. It is actually Laurie and older Mr. Lawrence 
who sponsor these orphan boys, which is actually really nice. Then they also have students who come from families that are more established, who can afford to send their child into a boarding school. At least when I have read Little Men, I don't see that much differences in the way the students treat each other based on their family backgrounds, but I don't think very wealthy families would send their child there. Who knows? I am pretty sure that Amy's and Lori's daughter, Little Bess, was taught by Uncle Fritz. I have come across people who don't think that Little Woman is a Christian novel. I don't really agree with that. But I think the confusion to many comes from the way Little Woman represents Christianity. Because there are really only two chapters where religion is brought up in more clear way. And those are chapter friend from Little Woman, where Joe and Friedrich go to the symposium and Friedrich defends the importance of religion. And perhaps you are like me and you think that that is the chapter when Joe falls in love with him. Then there is chapter Sunday from Little Men that we are about to discuss. In these two chapters, we clearly have religious themes. We have clearly religious themes, but in general, the religion in Little Woman is more seen in the values and the morals that the characters have. For example, in the March family, mother is a social worker and father is a priest. Both parents have careers that are very much related to humanitarian work, and the children are brought up to respect that. And nobody in the family drinks, they don't smoke, they don't use vulgar language, and they can be very strict in certain things. Joe, for example, doesn't like that when Laurie plays billiards, and when Amy travels to Europe, she says to her mother that she is going to be proper and she's not going to flirt with young men. Religious themes are there, but they are very nuanced. It is more seen in the lifestyle of the characters rather than them speaking about religion all the time. I am from Finland, which is a very secular country. I was baptized as Lutheran, but my family isn't very religious. From my mother's side, my grandparents were more like hardcore atheists. And then on the other hand, my paternal grandmother was very religious. My grandmother was born as Gerti. She came from a movement called Gertilaisus. Finland has its own Bible belt, and we actually have lots of evangelical pietist groups here. But I always thought that this particular group was very interesting, because in the 19th century, they were only allowed to wear black and dark clothes. Women had to keep their hair in a bun or wear a hat. And men, they had to wear a jacket, which had Swedish name of the jacket is called Skurta. So that's where the Finnish name came from. And they did not approve music or anything that was too modern. This group still exists, but they have a different name now and they are very modern. They accept music and all. But around this time when my grandmother was growing up and was a child and growing up there, I think that they were more like a Finnish version of the Amish in America. Because most of them were farmers and it was very popular church in the countryside. There was a bit of Finnish religious history for you. 
My grandmother, she never talked to me about her faith or religion because these Gurti people, they believed that your faith was only to be shared between yourself and God and trying to convert others would contaminate uh, the faith. It's a very interesting concept and completely opposite to people like Jehovah's Witnesses or other similar groups. I might have mentioned this to Annabelle in this episode. Why I have always liked Little Woman is that the religion is never portrayed in a preachy way, which can put people off a lot of times. Louisa May Alcott and my grandmother did have something in common, this idea that your faith is between you and whatever it is that you believe in. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you want some amazing Little Woman podcast merchandise, head over to society6.com slash podcast. This is Little Woman Podcast, discovering the religious landscape of Louisa May Alcott's Little Men. I think there's actually quite a few references to Brother Screaming Little Man, because I think in some other chapter they mention Brother Scream fairy tale. Uh, I think I found something about Harry and Lucy. Okay. I think it's a book by Maria Edwards, and it was first published in 1813 or 1814. Okay, the full title according to this website called The Hawklife Project. It says, Harry and Lucy by Maria Edgeworth, from the early lessons to which are added the little dog Trusty, the cherry orchard, and the orange man, and with front teeth and vignettes. That doesn't really help much, but <laughs> I mean, it's better than nothing. Maybe if we check out the author, maybe we can find something. It's interesting how many literal references you can find from these books. Because Louisa Mayalgo, she always writes about these books that she has read herself or things that were popular in her youth or when she was writing these stories. There are so many of them, it's uncanny. Some of them, like, the only, the only reason we can find it. And some of them aren't really read anymore. Like, some of these are very well-known, like Sinbad and Arabian Nights. But then, like, Roland and Maybird, I had never heard that. And I have read lots of Brothers Grimm fairy tales. It's possible that it's not in these collections that are published nowadays, but maybe it was in the collections that were published in 19th century America. Yeah. And I also like how Joe and Frick are always talking about books when they are together. It's a big part of their relationship, how they discuss about literature and stuff like that. Yeah, they're such nerds. I love them. The light of the shaded lamp that burned in the nursery shone softly on a picture hanging at the foot of Nat's bed. There were several others on the walls, but the boy thought there must be something peculiar about this one, for it had a graceful frame of moss and cones about it, and on a little... Bracket underneath stood a base of white flowers, freshly gathered from the spring woods. It was the most beautiful picture of them all, 
and Natalie looking at it, dimly feeling what it meant and wishing he knew all about it. That is my picture, said little voice in the room. Nat popped up, his head and there was Demi in his nightgown, pausing on his way back from Aunt Jo's chamber, whiter he had gone to get for a cut finger. What is he doing to the children? asked Nat. That is Christ, the good man, and he is blessing the children. Don't you know about him? said Demi, wondering. Not much, but I'd like to know. He looks so kind, answered Nat. I know all about it, and I like it very much because it is true, said Demi. Who told you? My grandpa. He knows everything, and tells the best stories in the world. I used to play with his big books and make bridges and railroads and houses when I was a little boy, began Demi. How old are you now? asked Nat respectfully. Most then. You know a lot of things, don't you? Yes, you see, my head is pretty big. And Grandpa says it will take a good deal to fill it. So I keep putting pieces of wisdom into it as fast as I can, returned Demi, in his quaint way. Nat laughed and then said soberly, Tell on, please. This is a very adorable scene. <laughs> I know, I, this is one of the parts I, I would always reread in high school whenever I checked this book out. I can't explain why, it's just so comforting. And I'm not even particularly religious myself. Also, I like the part like where the picture is framed with like moss and cones. I don't know why, I just like more of the nature, more of the transcendentalist nature. Yeah, I was just thinking about that. Like, if I would see a very religious picture, I would not necessarily go and look at it. But if it has this kind of interesting frame with pine cones and moss, that might be more interesting to me. Or maybe the combination of the two would be something I would be curious about. There's a vase of white flowers freshly gathered from the spring woods. This makes it sound like it is almost like an, a sacred altar where you just go and quiet down and pray or meditate or whatever it is that you feel like doing. Something very beautiful about this whole scene. Tell on, please. And then Demi gladly told him without pause or punctuation. I found a very pretty book one day and wanted to play with it. But Grandpa said I mustn't. And she showed me the pictures and told me about them. And I liked the stories very much. All about Joseph and his bad brothers. And the frogs that came up out of the sea. And dear little Moses in the water. And ever so many more lovely ones. But I liked the, um, the good man best of all. And Grandpa told me so many times I learned it by heart. And he gave me this picture so I shouldn't forget. And it was put up here once I was sick. And I left it for other sick boys to see. What makes him bless the children? asked Nat, who found something very attractive in the chief figure of the group. Because he loved them. Trying to grab all the groceries in one trip? Oof, not how you would have done that. You know sometimes less is more. Like when you drive less and save with the USAA annual mileage discount. USAA. Get a quote today. Were they poor children? asked Nat wistfully. Yeah, yes, I think so. Some of them got hardly any clothes on, and the mothers don't look like rich ladies. He liked poor people, and was very good to them. He 
well and helped them and told rich people they must not be cross with them. And they loved him dearly, dearly, cried Nat with enthusiasm. Was he rich? Oh no, he was born in a barn. And he was so poor he hadn't any home to live in when he grew up and nothing to eat sometimes but what people gave him. And he went around preaching to everybody and trying to make them good till the bad men killed him. What for? And Nat sat up in his bed to look and listen. So interested was he in the man who cared for the poor so much. I'll tell you all about it. Aunt Joe won't mind. And then he settled himself on the opposite bed, glad to tell his favorite story and be so good a listener. He's so cute. Really cute. <laughs> I can, like, see this whole scene in my head, how it plays. It kind of reminds me of one chapter in Anna Free Gables where she visits the new preacher and his wife and then she finds if it's not the same picture it's a very similar one and she relates to the one little child in the back and then she asks the preacher's wife if if he's going to bless her too and then the preacher's wife said yes I believe he will it reminded me of that I don't remember that scene, but I think I want to read Anne of Green Gables now again. I specifically remember it from the oh. anime adaptation. It's a classic. Yeah. Also, like during this time, this age, there was this sort of idea that children, especially with the transcendentalists, they had this idea that children were pure and angelic. Children are born to this world pure beings. So I do um, wonder how much of this scene is based on those ideas. I am a little curious too. It's funny because sometimes I was a bit frustrated with Anne of Green Gables because sometimes I felt that the religious themes were a bit bushy. I, I grew up in a very atheist household but then when I read Little Men and uh, like the entire Little Woman book series I never felt the same with Little Woman. It's it's interesting, but I feel like Louisa May Alcott's views on religion is it's more like religion is something that comes from inside and not from the outside. So maybe that's why I never really had issues with religion or Christianity in Little Woman like I may have had with some other books that were written around this time period. It's not like a priest preaching about religion or anything. It, it's a very subtle way to tell the reader what's going on because it is Demi, the little boy who tells Nat about Jesus and his teachings. Or like Friedrich, he's telling about God's garden and he references he and Joe raising their children. It's a very interesting area to study. Use my views views on religion and Christianity. I remember reading once that her father was being accused of being a Buddhist. When you think about transcendentalism, it has sort of Buddhist vibes sometimes. They put lots of uh, emphasis on on nature, meditation and stuff like that. It is interesting. Yeah. Nancy peeped in to see if Nat was asleep, but when she saw what was going on, she slipped away again. I went to Mrs. Bear, saying with her kind face full of motherly emotions, Will the dear lady come and see a pretty sight? It's not listening with, with all his heart to Demi telling he was going at the Christ child. 
like a little white angel he is. Mrs. Bear had meant to go talk with Nat a moment before she slept, for she had found the serious words spoken at this time often did much good. But when she stole away to the nursery door and saw Nat eagerly drinking in the words of his little friend, while Demi told the sweet and solemn story as, as it had been taught to him, speaking softly as he sat with his beautiful eyes fixed on the tender face above of them, her own filled with tears, and she went silently away, thinking to herself, Demi is unconsciously helping the poor boy better than I can. I will not spoil it by a single word. The murmur of the childish voice went on for a long time, as one innocent heart preached that at great sermon to another, and no one hushed it. When it ceased at last, and Mrs. Bear went to take away the lamp, Demi was gone, and Nat fast asleep, lying with his face towards the picture, as if he had already learned to love the good man who loved little children, and was a faithful friend to the poor. The boy's face was very placid, and as she looked at it, she felt that if a single day of care and kindness had done so much, a year of patient cultivation would surely bring a grateful harvest from this neglected garden, which was already sown with the best of all seed by the little missionary in the nightgown. That was adorable. I think you have a uncut version of Little Man because I think mine has like some sentences missing. Yeah, my copy is from 1958. I bought this from London, so it's like a British version. Yeah, I think mine's American and I do live in California. Yeah, you probably have some extra that I don't have. <laughs> I have an uncut version of Little Woman, but like with Little Man and Joe's boys, I have these shortened versions. But we still managed to do this pretty well. I have this finished copy of Joe's boys, and it has entire chapters missing. Oh my god. It's an interesting read. I was really surprised because when I read the English version, I, I was like, this has a lot more making out scenes than in the Finnish version. <laughs> I am obsessed with the making out scenes. People keep asking me about them. But it's true. There is a lot of making out scenes in Little Woman. You know what? Good for them. Yeah. Good for them. And it's uh, good for us readers who ship Canaan couples. This was the reading of Chapter Sunday. This one day... And yet, a lot of things happened. Nat, he was introduced to the life in Plumfield, his all new friends, and his, well, almost like adopted parents. Well, this was fun. I hope you can come back again some other time and we can read more little woman. I hope so too. Is there anything you want to say about this chapter? Honestly, like with chapters like this, it kind of it kind of sucks that Little Men or Joe's voice hasn't really had any uh, as much adaptation. I mean, I know there's the anime adaptation, but apparently there's also one from Canada from the '90s where yeah. Friedrich is dead for some reason, and it's like, well, I'm out. I've heard about that, but I don't think I want to watch it. There is a Disney movie also from the 90s of Little Men, which is an interesting version <laughs> because it doesn't have Amy and Laurie and John and Meg are millionaires. And yeah, that's weird. 
Yeah, but it does have a good German Friedrich and it had a very good German friends and who spoke with German accent. So that's something that I really liked. But it was also kind of weird because you had Nat's character and I think he had crush on Nan in that version and not to Daisy. So that was pretty because I'm a Nat and Daisy shipper. Other than that, it's actually not that bad version. It also had a blonde Joe that was pretty weird. But it's not like the worst adaptation that I have seen. But there's not that many little man adaptations made in general. Which is a shame because this is a good book. I don't think it would necessarily work as a movie, but maybe as a series. Yeah, I think you're right. Like, it would have to be like an episodic series. And then it could focus on different characters in each episode. Because the book, it doesn't really have a one consistent plot. It's very episodic, the way Little Man is written. Not to talk about anime so much, but I think the anime adaptation is probably the most faithful to what I've seen. Although it does focus more on Nan. But, like, everybody gets their time to shine, at least in a couple episodes. And I think the anime does have that Nat and Daisy romance as well. Oh, it does. There is one episode where they have a pretend wedding. I have seen a couple episodes of it, but I haven't seen the whole anime. It is on my list, you know. Based on the episodes that I have seen, I think it's pretty loyal to the book. There's also an episode where Joe learns to ride a bike because the mayor made Nan cry, and she steals steals Frizz's hand, and he doesn't (laughs) even bother stopping her. I think somebody mentioned that on Tumblr, how Joe likes to wear Riddick's clothes sometimes, which is a very Joe type of thing to do. It's kind of cute. <laughs> but yeah, I think the whole series has been fan-subbed into English. I think so. Which is how I was able to watch it, because this series has not been dubbed. The weird thing is, in the previous anime, which I believe, uh, which in I Know Wakakusa Monogatari, which is the first Little Women anime done by Nippon Animation, or Tales of Little Women if you watched it in English, John's name is changed to Carl in the original Japanese version. He's back to John in the English dub, by the way. <laughs> but for some reason, in the sequel anime, his name goes back to being John with no explanation whatsoever. Interesting. <laughs> I remember they had to write around that in the English dub by saying Carl was his middle name. <laughs> and he couldn't remember his first name because he was so flustered writing to Meg. <laughs> Which is kind of, it's actually kind of cute now that I think about it. <laughs> Yeah, anime is pretty good. Little man anime. Yeah, it is. Also, I like how they get. Also, I like. I like how they gave Fritz a beard. I know some. Yeah. Fans, I know some adaptations will give him a beard, but I like it. Oh, I love it! 
it's not in this book, but in Joe's voice, when Dan comes visit Plumfield, he has grown a beard, and then Joe is like, you look so good in a beard, very masculine, like, Joe really had a thing for beards, people. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think it's like a couple chapters ahead in Little Man. There's this moment where Joe says, like, she liked very masculine man, and then she kind of calls Nat and Lori as daughters, or girly, because they are so skinny. A very interesting detail. Lori and Nat, they are pretty similar characters. They are both orphans, they are both musicians. Lori plays the piano, Nat plays the violin, and they both like music, and they both marry a girl who are actually pretty similar because Amy and Daisy, they're both these girls who are very self-conscious and uh, very productive. And then they make their boyfriends to be more productive. <laughs> this is a plot point that Luis Amealgo uses a lot. I just love this series so much. Well, it was nice to have you here and talk about a little man. I enjoyed being here. Maybe I can come back to the podcast again soon. Yeah, definitely. Like, I haven't touched little man that much yet in this podcast, so it is nice to have a little man expert. I feel like I need to always explain to the listeners more about little man because it is not so known as little woman and it's not that much adapted. But I do hope that with this podcast, maybe more people become more aware that there are sequels to The Old Woman and they are just as good and some people consider them even better. It was nice being on a podcast. I've never been on a podcast before. Exciting. It's nice to have you here. It was nice to be here. Thank you for coming. You're welcome. I will talk to you soon again. So we have been talking two hours and 34 minutes. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. Take care and make good choices. Bye. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, full work limited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.